I want you to take your Bibles and I want to look at something tonight that you've read before. I actually read it this morning, but we're going to pinpoint this particular scripture and it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 11. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. We're going to look at these, this passage that Paul is, uh, declares here. Now, you need to understand the background of this scripture. Sometimes we like to interpret Scripture without knowing uh, what the author's original intent was. Number two, you've got to know the historical background of the text. Can I hear an amen? So you've got to know what the historical setting of the text and the author's original intent. And so uh, Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, and we all know that the Corinthian church had issues. Somebody say issues. And they had issues with uh, knowing how to balanced spiritual gifts. The church was out of order. And so the apostle Paul was doing his best to set things in order. Paul didn't have an iPhone. He couldn't text this message to them. So he wrote them a letter. And so uh, this is the famous love chapter. We all know this. At every wedding I've ever been at, somebody has to quote this verse. There ain't nothing wrong with it, but it's just really overused. You know, It's kind of like the song in the 90s, shout to the Lord. Every church sung shout to the Lord. And we have quoted this scripture so much that we actually don't even know what it means. And, uh, and so that is my whole point. We quote it so much, it becomes familiar to us, and we really don't know what it means. And I'm not going to deal with the whole love chapter. I'm actually only going to deal with verse number 11. And Paul says this in verse number 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I want to read it to you one more time, and I want us to read it together, okay? Because this is the whole verse that we're going to deal with tonight. Let's read it together. When I was a child, tonight I want to preach a sermon called, It's Time to Grow Up. Look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor it's time to grow up. Look to your other neighbor say, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Now, I don't want to cause any marital issues tonight. So to save that, just look to your neighbor, to some other neighbor, and tell them it's time to grow up, all right? So it's time to grow up. Isn't that right, Pastor Larry? <laughs> all right, Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We pray that your word will go forth in power and boldness, and everything that's said and done will bring you the glory. And everyone shouted a big amen. How many knows there's a difference between growing up as an adult physically and really growing up? I mean, there are people who are 40 years old that's still living at the home, not paying their bills. You, you, you know that. There's people who have grown up physically, but they haven't really grown up. And all of us can tell stories and know people that haven't really grown up. Your age really has nothing to do with whether you have really grown up or not. You, have, you can grow up physically and even have hair on your chest and think you're grown up. But that really doesn't determine how mature you are. You may be mature physically, but mentally and spiritually you're not mature. And Paul is going to make a case here talking about spiritual maturity. You remember Paul, I do believe, said to the Hebrews, we believe it was Paul, said, he said, you should have progressed by now. You should be eating meat, but you're drinking milk. 
says, there's a problem here. You should have progressed, but you are not. You haven't progressed. You are still drinking milk. Hebrews 5 verse 12, he says this. I want you to pinpoint what it says here. He's talking about spiritual maturity. And if you know anything about Paul, Paul was really big on people growing up. He says, for by this time, he says, the time's already passed. You should, have be, you should be teachers now, but you need somebody to teach you the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. You should be eating solid food. In other words, grown adults eat solid food. Babies drink milk, but solid people, grown, mature people, eat solid food. So when you grow, your taste buds should change. Your appetite should change. There's a difference between growing physically and really growing up spiritually. The Apostle Paul is making a case here that there are people who are going to church, they're grown, but they haven't really grown up spiritually. And the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse number 11, he says, when I was a child, I acted a certain way. He said, when I was a child, he says, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. He says, but when I become a man, I put away childish things. Now, Paul is contrasting the physical with the spiritual. He says, when I was a child, I acted like a child, spoke as a child. But he says, but when I become a man, I put away those childish things. He's using something that's natural to demonstrate a spiritual principle. That when you grow up spiritually, you should have certain characteristics about you that tells you and everyone else you've grown up. Can I hear an amen? Just like when you grow up physically, you don't play with toys any longer. You go to work. Your values change. Your perceptions change. And he says, as a spiritual person, there comes a time in your life that you put away childish things and that you begin to speak differently and understand differently and you begin to think differently. And that's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to give you three characteristics of somebody who is growing spiritually. And I believe that the reason that you're here tonight is not to sing a song. Although singing is very important and they do a wonderful job. You're here tonight to learn the Word of God so that in the end you may be more like Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Now one of the principles that I learned is this, ladies and gentlemen. When you become a Christian, your spirit... Now what is the spirit? The spirit is the part that comes from God. It looks like you. It's going to live on forever. That spirit is alive tonight. It's been regenerated. The moment you became converted, it came alive on the inside of you. But there is a struggle. You know what that struggle is? Your mind. The mind is not saved. You still got to wrestle with thoughts. You still got to conquer thoughts. You, you still got to deal with those things. And so tonight... That's a part of sanctification, dealing with the soulish realm. And so the Apostle Paul is going to give us three indicators or three characteristics to know that you will know that you are growing up spiritually. Now, anytime I preach, I always preach to myself. Now, make sure that you understand that. When I was studying this, it, it, it's pointing right back to me because I see myself in this story as well. And so these three characteristics, number one, he says this in verse 11. He says, I put away childish things. What childish things did he put away? First Corinthians 13, 11. What childish things 
did he put away? He says, he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. So number one, the very first thing that changes when you grow up spiritually is your speech. Somebody say speech. Everybody shout, my speech should change. Your speech should be the first thing that changes when you grow up spiritually. He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. In other words, he was saying that my speech was an indicator that I was a child. My speech was the indicator that I was childish. But when I grow up, he says, I put away childish things. Now, it's interesting to me that the word speech here, now I know some of you probably, you know, it doesn't really matter if you hear Greek words. And Greek is very important that, because it's the original language of the New Testament. Hebrew is the original language of the Old Testament. And the uh, Septuagint is the Hebrew translation of the New Testament. And so in order for you to understand, occasionally, in order for you to understand what a word actually means, because language changes throughout the centuries, then go back to the original text. And if you look at this word, now this is so interesting, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Look at the scripture again and pay a very close attention. We're talking about indicators. What, what is indicators to show that I have grown up spiritually? He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. The word spoke is the word for speech or the word for talking or your talk. That word is actually... Uh, there's many different words in the, in the Greek. One of them is lego, L-E-G-O. And that simply means to utter or to talk. Okay? But when you look at this word, get this, when you look at this word, go back to the scripture. 1 Corinthians 13, 11, it's not lego. What, the word lego means what? Talk, speech, utter. But when you go here, get this, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. That Greek word is not to utter or to speak. It's the word, this is the word, it's L-A-L-E-O. And you know what that means? It means to disclose. So in other words, he's saying this, when I was a child, I disclosed some things. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, to disclose means to talk about something that is hidden. You talk about something that is hidden to other people. Hidden things that's inside of you that you begin to reveal it in the presence of somebody else. It's not necessarily what you are saying, it is to whom you are saying it to. So the Apostle Paul is saying this, I am not talking about just your speech. I am talking about you talking about things to people that should be private and hidden in your life, but you are making it public to everyone. Did you all just hear what Pastor Josh has preached here? Boy, isn't that the message for the 21st century that you shouldn't be posting everything on Facebook? You shouldn't be posting things that are hidden, things that doesn't need to be revealed to be, to be publicized to everything, to everyone. He says this, he says, Paul is saying, when I was a child, I disclosed some things to people 
that should have been private, that should have been hidden, but I opened up my mouth and I participated in conversation about my life of things that I should have kept private, but I did not keep it private. I ran my mouth about some things. If you want to really know what a mature person is, a mature person knows who to speak to and they know who not to speak to about the private matters of their heart. That's the problem with Delilah and Samson. Delilah's laying her head on the lap of Samson and what was Delilah's, what was her pestering? She says to Samson, tell me the secret of your power. And the Bible says that she vexed him day in and day out. And what happened to old Samson? Samson revealed what should have been hidden. He revealed it to Delilah and because he revealed it to her, she cut his hair. Because Samson was immature. He began to talk about things that he should not be talking about. You see, maturity states this, that I don't disclose all of my information to everyone. I don't share everything in my heart to everyone. Now, should I share it with somebody? Yes. Is there godly people that I could seek counsel from? Yes. Can I be accountable to someone? Yes, of course. But not all of your information should be disclosed to everybody. There comes a time in your life where you grow up spiritually and you know what to say and what not to say to people. He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. When I was a child, I disclosed some things about my life that I should have never disclosed to people. You see, grown people, uh, people who are growing spiritually, are not necessarily concerned about telling everybody about their problems. They know to take it to God in prayer. They know to take it to God in prayer. If you talk to them more than you talk to Him, then you're immature. Let me say that again. If you talk to them more than you talk to Him, it is a sign of immaturity. He says, when I was a child, I began to speak as a child. I disclosed some things that I should have never disclosed. Look it up. That's the Greek word, disclosed. Private matters that I shouldn't have done. Now again, there's a balance to this because I believe the Word of God teaches that it's okay to confess your faults. It's okay to talk about problems, but you don't talk about them with everyone because what does a child do? A child will disclose your information. A husband and wife have a conversation at the table and little ears are hearing and you have company and guess what the child does? Blabs all the information that the couple just talked about. You know why? Because a child doesn't know what to keep private and what not to keep private because a sign of immaturity is disclosing private matters when you should have kept it private. Can I hear an amen tonight? Hallelujah. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I disclosed some things that I should have never disclosed. Number two, he says, when I was a child, I understood as a child. I understood as a child. Now get this, understood. He says, you, a sign of maturity is that you change your speech. You, you're careful with what you say. That's a sign of growing up spiritually. He says, but not only do you need to change your speech and what you share with people, he says, but a sign of maturity is really your understanding. He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. 
And the second phrase he gives here is, I understood. Put the scripture back up there, please. I understood as a child. I understood. Now, the Greek word for understand or understood is phaneo. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you, but it's, it's P-H-R-O-N-E-O, phaneo. Phaneo means this, self-understanding. Somebody shout self-understanding. Self-understanding. In other words, get this, Paul said, when I was a child, I opened my mouth and I disclosed some things I shouldn't have disclosed. Children do that. Children don't know how to decipher. He says, but when you grow up, he says, your understanding should change. And the word for understanding here is phaneo, which means self-understanding. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, he is saying this, when you grow up, you should change how you think about yourself. How do you see yourself? What you think about yourself. You've got to change how you see yourself. A part of growing up is that you change the perception of yourself. Now, let me, let me prove this. Immature people, they see themselves as other people sees them. Immature people see themselves as other people see them. So if other people think they're a loser, well, I'm a loser then. Other people think I'm no good, I'm no good then. Their self-awareness is based upon the perception of other people. Isn't that like children? You've got to constantly affirm children because their worth is really based upon what their parents think about them. Because children don't have any self-understanding of themselves. Children have to be constantly reaffirmed, and that is why parental roles in a child's life is important, because their self-worth is really comes from their parents, because they're immature. Immature people, they get their self-worth and self-perception and self-understanding from someone else. And the Apostle Paul is saying that when you grow up spiritually, you are not a child any longer. You don't need everybody's view to be right about you in order for you to make it in life. There comes a time in your life that you know who you are in Jesus, and it doesn't matter what everybody else things. You have this self-awareness about you because mature people is not attracted or attached to people's perception of them. Now, I want to give this to you and I want to break it down. You are not as good as people say you are. However, you're not as bad as people say you are. And when you've got that understanding, that's the correct self-awareness here. I'm not as good as everybody thinks I am, but I'm not as bad as what everybody thinks I am. You see, in Paul's culture, get this, in Paul's culture, phaneo, everybody say phaneo, and what is phaneo? Everybody say phaneo. 
Everybody say it together. Phineo is self what? So he is saying this. You've got to have the right perception of yourself. Why is that important? Because historically, Paul is writing in the Greco-Roman world and they understood what phineo was because in the Greek-Roman world, Greco-Roman world, your self-worth was based upon how much you had. So the more you had, the more you think of yourself. The more you get, the more high you think of yourself. And that was the culture that Paul was dealing with. People thought highly of themselves because of their wealth or what they have. So guess what? In the Roman culture, if you had lots of wealth, then you thought high of yourself. Lots of servants, you thought high of yourself. Your self-understanding the self-awareness, the self-understanding was high because it was based upon what you had. So the more you get, the more you think of yourself. The more you have, the more high and mighty you think of yourself. That was the culture that Paul was living in. But Paul is writing this, he says, listen, that's childish. Paul is saying you've got to change the awareness of yourself. He says the Christian mature way is not... I have more stuff and more wealth, so I think highly of myself. The Christian mature way is this. The more I have, the less I think of myself. Did you just get what I said? In, Romans, in, the, in the Roman, Greco-Roman world that Paul was dealing with, the more you had, the more you thought of yourself. But Paul is saying, change that attitude. He is saying, the more you have, the less you th should think of yourself. You can either think of yourself to have blessings or possessions. He says, the more that you are blessed, the less you should think of yourself. That is the self-understanding that he's trying to get here. He says, when, you, when I was a child, I spoke and disclosed of information to people I should have never done, and that's immature. He says, my self-understanding was, was not correct. I thought that if I had more, I should think of myself more. But that's not the, that's not the godly way. The more I have, the less I should think of myself. He says you need to change what you think of yourself. You need to have a different self-awareness. Have a different self-understanding of yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, if there's ever a need for people to heed to this message, it's now. It's now. He says self-understanding. He says... Remember Paul said in Romans, don't think high, more highly of yourself as you ought? Now he said more highly. He didn't say you couldn't think of yourself high. Just don't do it more highly. Don't walk around as a victim. Don't walk around with so low self-esteem that you walk around as a victim and everybody has to go to you. Are you all right, baby? Is there something wrong? Because all you're doing is crying and moping around all the time. Don't, don't act like that. He says, that's, that's the wrong way to look. He says, a part of growing up is being careful who you disclose information to. A part of growing up is having a self, a correct, 
self-understanding of yourself. A part of growing up spiritually, he says, verse number 11, he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood, phineo, I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Now hold on here, Paul. Paul is almost confusing because understanding or, or thinking is mental capacities. It doesn't make sense. Why is he bringing out, thirdly, that you've got to change the way you think? Because don't you think thinking and understanding is mental capacities? They mean the same thing? Well, in English they do, but in Greek they do not. And that's why he says, you've got to change your speech. You've got to change understanding, your self-awareness. You've got to change your thinking. You've got to change your thinking, thinking, thinking. This, the word thinking, the scripture here, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, look at it. He says, change your speech. You've got to change what you understand. He says, thirdly, I thought as a child. I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. You, number three, you've got to change your thinking. Now, get this. The word think is the Greek word, and I'm not going to mess it up, so I'll just spell it. L-E-G-I-Z-O-M-I. And this is what it means. It doesn't mean just to think or reason. That is one definition of it. But the definition that he, the verb he uses here is to, to put weight upon something. So in other words, the Apostle Paul is saying this. A characteristic of a mature, growing person in Christ is that their speech is changed, they have a correct understanding of themselves, and thirdly, he says their thinking changes, and the Greek word for think is to put weight or assign weight upon something. In other words, he says, when you grow up, there are certain things that should mean more to you now than what it did when you was five years old. At five years old, you thought video games was pretty cool. But if you're a 40-year-old man, you shouldn't put weight on that any longer. A five-year-old girl will play with Barbie dolls, but a 40-year-old girl shouldn't be playing Barbie dolls. When you grow, you should be placing weight upon things. You should put weight upon things that are priceless and not worthless. What are you putting weight upon? What are you assigning worth to? It's kind of like this. It's kind of like you walking into a department store. Let's suppose Regina is going to walk into Macy's. And I'm going to tell Regina, Regina, the whole store, what I want you to do today, Regina, is nothing in this store has a price tag on it. Nothing. But I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a price tag gun. And I want you to walk through Macy's and I want you to look at all the clothing, all the furniture, look at all the kitchen appliances, and I want you to assign worth and value to everything in this store by this gun. So Regina goes in the store and she picks up a blouse and says, well, that's cute. I like that. I think I could wear that. I think that's worth $50. Boom, $50. Then she goes to a little, I don't know, she goes to a, uh, I don't know, she goes, you know, she sees a mixer. 
And she says, well, I already got a mixer. That's nothing to me. I'll give it $5. I don't value that. It's not important to me. The value of the object is assigned because I think it's important. And that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. He is saying that life is like a department store and every day you got a price tag gun and you are putting value on things according to how important it is to you. And the reason that people don't go to church is because they've taken their price tag gun and they put zero on it when it should be expensive to them. A part of growing up is assigning weight to things and value to things that are priceless instead of worthless. You see, a child doesn't know that a stove is hot. So you know what a child will do? They put weight on it. I want to play with it. It's important to me. But they don't know it's going to hurt them. A part of growing up is not just getting a bunch of biblical information, which is very, very important. A part of growing up is just not going to church, and that's important. But a part of growing up is learning how to control your mouth and learning how to disclose information to the right people in your life. A part of growing up is having the correct understanding of yourself, a correct self-awareness of yourself. And a part of growing up is learning to put weight and value on things in life that are priceless instead of worthlessness. There are people that will go spend thousands of dollars on boats and cars because they think it's important to them. That's what they've assigned weight to. It's important to them. And yet they won't invest anything into the kingdom of God. They will never show up to church. They'll never take a missions trip. They'll never invest anything into the kingdom of God. You know why? Because that's valuable to them. And in some aspects, it could be immaturity. Because you have placed value on things that have no eternal value to it. The reason that people take children to church and parents that don't take children to church is a matter of not because they don't love God, it's a matter of maturity. They have not yet understood that putting weight on Christian education and church attendance is very, very important. They don't put weight on it. They don't put value on it. And if you don't put value and weight on it, it does not become important to you. That's why I can get up here and preach and preach and preach until I break a sweat and veins pop out of my neck. It will never change in your life until there is a growing up in the Lord, until you understand that a part of growing up is me putting weight on certain things that should be important in my life. That's why church and preaching sometimes don't get nowhere with people. Because growing up has to be an intentional effort on your part to change. You've got to be self-aware of it. That there are things I need to change in my life. You've got you've you've to say that a part of growing up is, yes, I've got to be careful who I disclose information to. Now listen to me, church, there's a balance in all of this. The balance is this. Growing up is really about discernment. Children have no discernment. They put their hand on the stove. There is no discernment. The mark of maturity is discernment. No good in Hebrews chapter 5. And so you've got to use discernment. If you say to yourself, I'll never talk about any of my problems to anyone, then you're still being a child. It's knowing and discerning who to talk to. Number two, self-awareness. 
You can get to the point in your life where you think that I'm all that in a bag of chips. Well, that's not healthy. Or you can go the other way. I'm no good. Nobody likes me. I can't do this. I never do anything wrong. That's a sign of immaturity. And there's a whole lot of that junk in church. And that is not healthy for you to think that of yourself and to talk about yourself like that. And it's not healthy for you to praise yourself so much. But yet it's okay to risk. The Apostle Paul says, don't think highly, more highly of yourself than you are. Didn't say you shouldn't think of yourself. You can go to the other extreme. And then, you've got to change your thinking. You've got to put weight on things that's important in your life. I want to ask this church a question. How spiritually mature are you? Really? How much growing up have you done? What kind of price tags are you putting on things in life? Every day, you're putting a price tag on something. That's important to me. I'm going to put a high dollar on that because that's important to me. You're doing it every day of your life. And a part of growing up is having discernment. You know what? I can get that later. I don't need to spend all my money on that. That's not that valuable right now. I, I can wait on that. A part of growing up is understanding I can balance this. I can take my family to church and have family time. I can balance it out. They're both important. I can discern how to do this. Because if you're not careful, you go to one extreme to the other. And that's what happens. He said... When I was a child, I spoke as a child. When I was a child, I understood as a child. When I was a child, I thought as a child. In other words, he said, when I was a child, I opened my mouth and disclosed all that information to people that I shouldn't have. I should have been more discerning about who I share things with. Now, why is that? Because of the culture, the Greco-Roman world. The Greco-Roman world was known for their fabulous conversations. That's why rabbis would have disciples, because they would sit around and talk. It's what you did at dinner tables. You leaned upon the breast of someone, and you sat and talked and communicated. They were a very talkative culture. It's very easy when you open your mouth that you begin to share things maybe I should hold back on. And then he says, I understood as a child. My awareness of myself was not correct. The Christian mature way is the more I have, the less I think of myself. Not the more I have and the more I think of myself. My possessions doesn't equal my self-worth. And he says, and I thought as a child, he says, I didn't put weight on things that I should have. Children put weight on things that you don't think you should put weight on. Children put weight on Chuck E. Cheese. They think that's important. But adults think Bible study is important, you see? And it's very immature for church people to say this. Very immature. Well, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd go to it, but it's boring. I'd go to it if I like it. You see, I, 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 I would listen to that sermon 
Maturity is the ability and the understanding that I should put weight on things that maybe I don't think right now it benefits me. I'm going to eat my vegetables even though I don't like it, but I'm going to put weight on it because I know it's healthy for me. That's a part of growing up spiritually. It's a part of changing our mind and our thinking. Now, I'm not preaching to anyone in particular, so if you leave tonight mad, then that shows you're immature. <laughs> shows you're immature. I'm not preaching to anyone. In, if you think, well, he's preaching to me. No, I'm not. I'm just, I studied all day because I thought this was cool information, so I wanted to preach it. So I thought this was the leading of the Lord. It's not to anyone in particular. Actually, when I, was, when I was studying it, guess what? I got, it was me. So as I was studying it, I was thinking, verse number three is what hit me. So it really affected me all afternoon. I thought to myself, Josh, I have put weight on things I should have never put weight on. I put value on things that I should have never put value on. Why didn't I change my thinking about that? But you know, that, that's good because the Word of God should be corrective in our life that we take evaluation and we know that maybe we put some value on some things that we shouldn't have put value on. We put weight on things that maybe we shouldn't put weight on. So really, it affected me. That's why I'm not preaching to anyone in particular. It really affected me. That's why I'm passionate about it. Because I studied it and it spoke to my heart. He said, when I was a child, I spoke. I disclosed some information I shouldn't have had. When I was a child, myself understanding of myself wasn't right. When I was a child, my thinking, I assigned weight and importance to things that I, that I shouldn't have. My value system should change. What I valued at five years old, I shouldn't value it as, as a 40-year-old. And what you valued as a Christian 10 years ago should not be the same thing you value today. Your value system should be changing and getting more holier and more biblical and more solid in the Word of God. Can I hear an amen? And can I hear an amen? It sh there should be this growing in the Lord. And every one of us tonight has to do this evaluation in our own heart. Is these some things that we can work on? Is these some things that we can grow? Is these some things that we can change? Boy, with me, this, this whipped me all afternoon. I tell you, it just whipped me up. I mean, it just, the Lord gave me a spiritual weapon. Now, maybe he's not going to give you a spiritual whipping over, and that's okay. But I learned something today and this week that the characteristics of a mature person is really all about their speech and their thinking, their understanding, their thought process. See, it's about the head. It's about the heart. It's about the hands. It's about the feet.